0: What does it feel like being in a studio in our loft?
1: I feel like I was on The Bachelorette. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I feel like I should have been or something. Like, why am I here? (laughs)
0: True. You should be. Would you ever go on? No. Why not?
1: Dude, I catch feelings way too easy.
0: (laughs) Dude, me too. (laughs) I could not be on The Bachelor. (laughs) Is that the type of podcast you like to watch—the ones with the contestants and whatnot?
1: Well, I used to. Um, a lot of relationship podcasts, mental health. Um, but when I would watch the show, I was very like entertained by recaps of the Bachelor or Bachelorette, and then that that just got me into like those same contestants that started their podcast would then create. Um, their own, and they just talk about relationships, so, or mental health, so I, I tend to listen to those.
0: So, yeah, we are live now, 100 Do you hear anything
1: crying downstairs? Is he? Yeah, oh, dude, Jesus Christ. I don't know if it's, like, in my brain, but I've been hearing him nonstop cry. I don't think he is, is he? No, he is, and mom's probably like, everything's fine. <laughs> uh, so,
0: yeah, so just for context, um... we are like i said we're upstairs in the loft and the only way well not the only way but i feel like uh there's the best way to just have Asen like um be watched by mom while we do this podcast um Asen is your son my nephew and right now it's just not going too well i guess but honestly i feel like he'd be you think he'd just chill in here probably not huh he'd get like
1: He'd want to be on the camera, which he'd be chilling then.
0: Yeah, if he was just sitting with you.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Do you want me to get him?
0: No, it's fine. Um, Anyways, so yeah, this is the fourth episode of the Most Vulnerable Player podcast. Um, It's still so weird me saying that. Um, So yeah, so the last episode that you probably will be seeing... In a few days was with Brett, my best friend. That's on Monday. I think it's been going pretty well. I've been uh, getting some good feedback on these. So, what do you think about? Have you have you listened to any of them? Dude, <laughs> you haven't. Dude. You're scum.
1: It's just been nonstop, and I'm the type that like likes to watch your videos and like listen to your stuff when. Cap.
0: You- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hear me out.
1: When I like like undivided attention, right? Like just no distractions and I just haven't haven't had that yet. But I will.
0: Well, it is on Spotify and Apple Music for anybody you guys wondering. Um, so you can watch it on your drive. If you're a busy mom, you can make some time, but <laughs> <laughs> I got
1: you. This weekend.
0: Yeah. So today I have the pleasure of sitting down with if you can't already tell, my sister. We get a lot that we look very much alike, um, which I mean, I guess I see it. Your name's Stephanie. Um, say what's up to everybody.
1: What's up, everybody?
0: Can you kind of give a little introduction into yourself? Who is who is Stephanie?
1: So, Stephanie, um, I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a mom. I'm a teacher. How old are you? I'm 29. I'll be 30 this December.
0: And you are, so you're my older sister, um, but you're the middle child as well. So we also have an older brother, Javier, who you guys met in the first episode. And what grade do you teach?
1: I teach first grade science and social studies. Where at? At IDEA Public Schools.
0: And how's that going?
1: It's going good. Um, I love the subject. I love the content that I'm teaching. The kids love it. I feel like it's just a nonstop um conversation with them they're very intrigued and um yeah it's just cool teaching them about what our world was like before they were here it was uh so funny one time because they're first graders so they literally believe everything you tell them which is super cute but (laughs) i have to kind of um like just watch what you say right but Mm -hmm. one time I had to leave early for a doctor's appointment and they were like, "Miss Ramirez, where are you going? And we were studying Africa at the time. And I was like, I'm going to Africa. And it was like the weekend. um, So it kind of made sense that I was about to leave and I was leaving school early. I mean, in their head, it made sense, but they legit believed me and come Monday, like they're asking <laughs> me like, Mr. Amira's like, how was Africa? <laughs> so, they like really, truly thought I went. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you have to
0: be careful with what you say as well, because they'll just...
1: They'll take it they'll, and run with it. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. all. Dude,
0: some of the stories you tell me of your kids are just honestly hilarious. Yeah. It's never... It seems like um, a fun age to teach.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, their mind's just running. It's never... Um, boring.
0: Did you ever envision yourself being a teacher?
1: Always. That was always like the the picture I had of myself like way in the back of my head. I felt like it would be nice to, you know, I always, you know me, I always wanted a family. Wanted um, kids and I felt like it was the easiest job to do with, with having kids and mom would always tell me, be a teacher when you grow up so you can have summers with um your children and all this stuff so it was always in the back of my head and I knew if I wanted to um stay coaching volleyball teaching would definitely be something that I would need to get into but it didn't really happen until you know later in my my life I had a whole career shift
0: because you were going for physical therapy right yeah and then what made you shift
1: so um i was going for physical therapy i was actually done with i i was i was done with all the courses that i needed i took all the tests i needed to i was submitting applications and um i got waitlisted at utep um which basically that means
0: (laughs) (laughs) we hear asin crying right now oh jesus
1: dude i'm very distracted by his crying i know
0: You're going to watch us. Okay. This is your check. <laughs> it never fails every episode. There's something that... Are we, like, just starting unexpected. all over? Nah. It's oh. just something unexpected that happens. Um, we'll pick up right where we left off. And now Mom's just <laughs> making even more noise. She's, <laughs> 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 Dude, I, I find it, like, whenever we need it quiet, for whatever reason, in the house, like, it's just, like, it's, I guess, the perfect timing to just clean the pots and pans. Because, goddamn, Dude, <laughs> God
1: damn. dude like, the thing is, we didn't even cook. I know, dude. <laughs> she's just like,
0: I don't know. I guess it's the perfect time, as we're filming, to organize the fucking <laughs> the, the, the drawers and stuff, dude. I swear. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> she's probably, well, she made popcorn. So, I, if I were to guess, she's looking for the popcorn bowl.
0: <laughs> as you can see, my... I have a low patience for this type of stuff. <laughs> anyway, so one of the things that makes us, uh, I guess, a very similar or um, just have a lot in common is the things that we've uh, dealt with, like when it comes to mental health and mental health struggles and, and that sort of thing, you know? um, Literally, we deal with almost the same exact things when it comes to like panic attacks and... Anxiety and some I mean sometimes depression too um but for sure I mean the panic- panic attacks um can you kind of just tell me more about that though your experience and just
1: yeah, so I mean it's very uh i guess crazy to think about like prior I don't even remember a time where I wasn't dealing with some form of anxiety like anxiety. Um, I don't remember what life was like, like, how could I have just been so,
0: (laughs) so getting into that, what, what was the first time that you can recall that you felt, um, anxiety or you felt panic attacks or you felt just in general, maybe it was depression, the, the most like, uh, rememberable time that you remember, like when it first started?
1: Okay, so I remember exactly, actually. I was uh, in college at Western New Mexico, and...
0: um, So you were, what, 18?
1: No, this was maybe 20. Like, I was heading into my... um, I had been there two years. I was heading into my third year, which I wanted to graduate that next year. And I was able to if I took a certain amount of credits, like, that next semester. Um, So... I remember it was around October. I decided to, I was out there playing volleyball. I decided to quit um, just so I can full, put my full focus into graduating um, in the time that I wanted to.
0: Was that a hard decision?
1: Most definitely. I mean, I guess college volleyball was not um, the best experience for me. I think it was the right decision, but it was still very hard because, I mean, it was my whole life for a good amount of time, and you're constantly working out. You're constantly having practice. Um, it's just kind of like the grind. And then when it's gone, it's like, what was I like? What was I gonna do with my time? You know. So I had just quit um, volleyball. I knew it was the right decision, but it was so hard, of course. And then a month later, Grandma Ellie passed away, um, which. Very, very hard on us. I think just obviously no death is ever expected, but I took it extremely hard. I remember going back to school after her funeral. It was around like Thanksgiving break. Going back to school was extremely hard for me. Um, I didn't want to leave. And when I got back, you know, you get into the rhythm of things. And um, one day I was working, I used to work at Dairy Queen, and I'll never forget. I was cleaning the the floors in the lobby and one of my co-workers like popped up in the window with a scary mask on and like I like saw him and I think like the quick turn of like body I completely like felt like my legs give out and get weak um I fell to the floor I got extremely dizzy um and my heart just started racing and like yes I was scared but I feel like the just like the quick jump and maybe me being on edge like accelerated it um I remember my friend Frankie just holding me and me just crying like like I was in panic mode and ever since that moment after that um i'd be working and like i'd constant like i'd get this sudden fear of like a dizzy spell dude it's so crazy just me saying it out loud because i don't i sound in a way like dumb you know like i know you i know you get what i mean but saying like these feelings it doesn't make sense when i'm saying it out loud but it was happening to me like i'd be um just living my normal life, like, making a blizzard at Dairy Queen, writing an essay, and all of a sudden, like, any, like, thing that would make me, like, jump, like, it would bring, like, my, it would, like, be a sudden change in my heart rate, and, like, I guess flight or fight, like, fight or flight mode would come in, where then all of a sudden, I would, like, feel this sudden rush of, like, dizziness, and leg, legs got weak, and I had to sit down, the Everything was spinning. Um, and yeah, this this feeling I always got when I was like on edge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can still relate to that being on edge. It's like when I have, um, I guess, like episodes of anxiety, it's like I'm extremely on edge where every little thing frightens me. Um, I can be... Like back then I'd be, you know, like the mask thing or one time I remember we were walking as a family and dad tripped over like a curb and like I kind of did like the and like all of a sudden like a whole other rush over my body came over me and like it was like I kind of had to like like reset and sit down and um, at the beginning it was a lot of that like just very like, you know, like any little movement was a lot. Um,
0: And this was happening. So the first time that you remember was that one instance at work. And was this happening over the course of like months or weeks? Yeah,
1: no, most definitely. So grandma passed away in November. Um, I was in school when these uh, episodes kept happening, like the blackouts, the dizzy spells. I'd be like in class and it was happening and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And mom like would be like maybe your sugar's low maybe your levels are off and we just couldn't pinpoint what it was um so then christmas break got here i came back home and i i remember just one time driving to get breakfast i was not feeling well i was like i felt like my heart racing um i would get the, I was still getting the dizzy spells on and off. So it was extremely scary. Like I truly thought something was wrong with me. Um, I went back home and it's like the only thing that made me feel okay was laying down and just like, I felt safe there until I called mom, like, you know what, I'm going to go to the urgent care and something is up. And I went, they checked my blood, you know, they do all your vitals. Everything was fine. Everything looked more normal Then they referred me to my doctor and I don't know I guess Dr. Khan <laughs> he was our pediatrician but mom still took me to him and he saw me I don't understand till this day like how but we were having a conversation and I guess he knew me like th- our whole life growing up right and he asked me a couple of questions and like he it was like basically like, how, how am I doing overall? Like, you know that, like, how are you doing? And then all of a sudden you just cry. <laughs> so it was like that and I would just cry. I was just crying with him and then he told me that I was depressed and um, dealing with anxiety and like, I looked at it. I just was in, like, there's no way that I'm feeling these things and it's depression because to me, depression was being, back then was just sad. I'm just sad like I felt sad I mean quitting volleyball grandma passing away I felt sad but I I mean that's the last thing that I thought it it,
0: it was it was over a prolonged like period of time time. yeah like normally you'd be grieving but like like for example if it was because of grandma's death like you'd feel that but eventually you'd kind of like you know come to terms with it and then get but like it's like when you're dealing with this type of stuff, it seems like it's just much more prolonged and sometimes, like, you don't even know a reason why, you know?
1: Yeah. No, for sure. And he he prescribed me antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication that day. It was extremely hard. I cried all day. Um, I remember going out to eat with... I don't know if you were there. You probably were, but, like, Javi, Joe, of course us and like all of us and um it was literally conversation like whether or not I was gonna start this medication and and mom she wanted nothing more than for me to do it because I, I mean in her case I'm sure it was hard seeing me this way where it was just two months of me calling her like I mean that whole month from Thanksgiving to Christmas break me calling her like something's up something's up there'd be times where like I would have a, like a panic attack and my friends would be calling her and yeah, like she's two hours away, not bad. But when you're, when she was away from me, I'm sure it was extremely hard on her and dad. So in that moment, as much as I did not want to take medication, cause I felt like that wasn't going to be who I truly was. Like I didn't want to depend on medication my whole life. And, um, it turned me into this happy person, which I I thought I was already, um, Yeah, I mean, she, she, she told me, she told me to do it and I did. I started medication and most definitely within a month I was feeling better.
0: It's kind of crazy. Like this, almost the same exact thing, how it played out, like the way it did for you is like the same exact thing for me. Yeah. Like the whole, like in college, like, um, going to the doctors going to the emergency room like them asking me like questions about like just really just how are you doing like does your mom have depression like does your dad have like this and that and then you just like you literally just it all comes out dude and it's like it's like it's all bottled up and then it just like all it all hits you at once it's like you telling me that it's crazy because yeah it's almost the same exact thing and It's crazy, like, it almost feels like, uh, you have, like, no sense of reality or you, it just feels like you're just losing control in a way. And in reality, like, you kind of are, but it's, it's, like, a very scary thing to, to go through, especially if no one really, like, exactly knows what, what's going on. The one time I do for sure remember, um where you were having like a panic attack was like you remember you're like sitting downstairs and I think I forgot exactly when it was but I remember like Natalie and Joe and like everybody was over yeah and like I saw you there and like I knew what's crazy is I knew exactly what was happening but like it's it's not like you could you literally could not control it like, even if you knew that it was anxiety and it was, like, me reassuring you that, like, you're going to be fine. It's, like, it just doesn't register in your head, you know? And it's just, like, it's the worst thing.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy just, like, as my life. Because, I, I mean, college stuff, 20 years old, um, no kids, you know? And now dealing with the same thing as a mom, it's just crazy how, like how I have changed through it all, you know, all the, all these years, but how it's really just all the same thing. And like, it just affects me different now because I mean, back then it was like a mask, a college student wearing a mask that scared me and frightened me and put me into panic mode. But I remember like in that moment, and that was literally last year, last October, um, where I had my last like flare up i don't know is that what we call it like a episode I guess. episode um that got really bad um and it it involved asin and like dude you know asin like he's he's all over the place jumping all the time but any little like trip he would he would like have like he would trip and in that moment like i would gasp and then like like just to go, start yeah. just breathe and then my mind would just go down this like rabbit hole where my heart like would just start beating out of my chest and i felt like how i would literally say like how can i help him like i can't how can i prevent him from falling every single time in in my life like it's all just overwhelming and i, I just would question me as being a mom and like question my ability from keeping from like from keeping him from falling and that little trip and now like he's hitting his head on the glass and mm-hmm. when i'm well it's just you handle it with a lot more like calm and
0: so when when it happens it's like it's just one thing because you're already in that like when you have like um when let's just say you're in an anxious time in your life or a period you're already like your body's already on edge and like any little thing can you just kind of like set you off you know yeah and just send you down this like spiral I guess what what is something that can you recall anything that is a a common denominator in any of these instances that (coughs) always uh, makes you anxious
1: yeah um I've realized over time that I don't do good with change um and I realized that this actual, like this past episode that I had, um, this was right before inter- October intercession. So I was teaching. It was my first year teaching. Um, and it was like, when you're teaching and when you're in the school year, it's like literally nonstop. Like you're just moving, you're going, showing up every day, like, and you're just busy. And when I got these two weeks off, I remember that that morning I woke up of my first day off is when I started feeling like these um, like the symptoms. And I've realized over time that I don't do good with change. Like I kind of have to ease ease myself into like either quick or like slow down. And the fact that I go sometimes like from like busy, busy, busy to all of a sudden like you're you're chill. You're not you don't have anything to do anything to keep your mind busy like my it sh- it shocks my body so even now like the next intercession um in March after I went through that I the last day of school it was like kind of scary I'm like oh what if it happens again like I need a like I had it in my mind but what my doctor advised me is like maybe kind of like ease my way into it so the first couple of days of intercession in March I would still wake up early and would still get to work and um, kind of like act like, yeah, I keep my routine and I've realized that that's what I need once I'm thrown out of it. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same exact way, dude. Like, even we talk about like whenever you're going on like a break, just like, I think the thing that gets you is like, like the, especially because we like to do a lot of like, especially on the breaks, like we go, like we drink and then for you to like switch, like, just switch gears the Sunday before <laughs> school starts, it's I like, can't. it just like, it's a a lot of people can yeah. do it, but yeah, what's up, buddy,
1: you want to give me a high five, come here, yeah, like from grind mode to like chill mode, I just can't go from one day to the next, and it's so funny, because you know me so well now, where I'm pretty sure it was like this last break, when you're like, you texted me like, hey, dude, just. Cause we had people over
0: <laughs> or was it that or you went out of town or something
1: or something you're really just like hey dude take it easy because yeah. reminder you go back to school this week this next weekend oh for sure like if i like it's not like you know you know me i we we have good times it's not like we're yeah. you know getting crazy no it's literally like super just a fun time but I cannot just go from that to like straight up. I gotta wake up and teach teach some kids. <laughs> yeah. And no. grind, you know.
0: Yeah, it's just something you have to adjust and deal. With. I I feel like with like once you start understanding what it is that affects you, especially when you have like anxiety and um, you deal with like certain things, and you start to pinpoint exactly what it is that like how you have to change your lifestyle to kind of help you cope with it better. Yeah and that like what showed me was i mean i said i don't deal well with change like now i think back to like me going to thailand and stuff like dude that was a complete like li- my whole life changed at that point so like no wonder i kind of struggled a lot with that you know even yeah. though i enjoyed it but like it was just yeah it was a lot at once so yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. It was like a quick, a quick jump, but I feel like you needed to experience that in order for you to realize that about yourself. You've always been very like in tune with yourself and you know exactly what you need to do to like be a hundred percent Diego. But I feel like that experience, you may have thought it was good for you and not saying that it like wasn't, but maybe you now know, you know, like, um, Maybe buy a ticket back home and know like there's like an end to it Yeah. (laughs) next time. But I mean, I'm I mean, I commend you. I'm proud. I'm proud of you for taking that leap.
0: Yeah, it was scary.
1: (laughs) It's scary. It's scary when like. Like, so I've dealt with anxiety, my own my depression. But nothing is more scary than when I saw you go through it. Mm -hmm. I feel like when your loved one is going through something and you're truly not able to help like that was the most scariest thing like I just like when you were in um, Arizona I just wanted to like hug you but literally that's like the only thing that I would be able to do to get you out of that Mm -hmm. and tell you that it's going to be okay but in that moment like that's really not like
0: Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I was thinking like over there, and when I was in Thailand, when I would just keep, like, just checking with, in with you guys, Um, because I know, especially for mom, it was, like, probably pretty tough, you know? Yeah. There was definitely some rough moments that it was, like, towards the end, it was mainly towards the end where it just got really tough, because mm-hmm. the, the rest of the time was, I mean, dude, it was awesome, like, I want to do it again, but i think i i feel like i could mm-hmm. but it's just yeah like those last i mean especially last week I me mean, remember it was just like yeah it was panic attacks like crazy dude and
1: i'm thinking of how you're saying that it's hard on like mom and and dad and i just like want to commend dad so much because of how like with us dealing with this um how far he's come. <laughs> I remember my first time ever dealing with it. Like he literally like, What can I do for you? And as yeah. like my dad, he just wants to make everything better, right? Like he would be to the point where he's like yelling at me out of frustration with tears in his eyes. And he's just like, "Miha, like just tell me what I can do do for you to make you better. Mm-hmm. What do you need? And I'd sit here and like just blank stare at him like, Dad, that's a thing. Like And then they say, like, you're okay. Like, you have everything you need. You're blessed. And that just kind of, like... makes you feel It makes you feel like, I know I'm blessed. And it's making me more, like... I'm more mad at myself for feeling this way with... With everything that we have. You know, everything that they've blessed us with. Um, But now I'm pretty sure... I started therapy recently because of Dad. And he... He told me like you should start therapy and I'm like look how far like he's come and Dude
0: it's crazy especially for someone like his age and like Yeah just some like a um, old Mexican dad not old but like yeah like a Mexican dad like mm-hmm. that it's like that's almost the last thing you'd expect from like especially his son like you'd think like he'd be like the hell's yeah. wrong with you dude like but although he he at the end of the day like he does want he wants to see me do well. And like, he is somewhat hard on me, but at the same time, he's like, he's so understanding of, he just wants me to get better. And like, Mm -hmm. he understands, um, just from, uh, and I think that's the main thing, especially why I started this is because like a lot of people really do not understand mental health. And it's like, there's a difference between, um, and I'm not just saying it because, we we like i experienced it i just i'm saying it because it's like the truth that there's a difference between like anxiety the normal anxiety that is normal that comes along with like just being a human being you know i mean it's a normal thing to feel like an irregular emotion that you would feel if you were nervous or something big was going to happen um i don't know you were taking like you have a big interview at work or i don't know just something like that you're going right. to be anxious, right? but there's a difference between that and mental illness when it comes to like anxiety disorder and panic attacks and depression. And like there's literally, it's an imbalance that is happening within your brain. Just like you get, just like you have low blood pressure, like something's wrong with your kidneys or you you take medication for that. Well, your brain is just as much an organ as anything else. And, Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not doing well and you need to take medicine to help you, to help you recover and get better. And that's like, for for whatever reason, that's been so hard for people to understand over the years. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm hopefully like, it gets better, you know? Yeah.
1: And I mean, so 18 is when it started right for me. And now I'm 29 so since then, there's times where like I was super consistent with um, medication and then I'd, I'd fall off and I'd say, I'm good. I, I may not need it anymore. And then it's really just been like a roller coaster. Like I haven't been consistently on it. I've also been on different kinds. Um, when I got pregnant with Asin, it, my doctor actually told me to um, if try to like get off of it. So I did and I felt great. I was off of it for like two years and then I had um, the most recent episode and it's when I got back on it but what I've realized that every time I start to like feel bad it's because I'm not consistent with my medication and it took me a long time to like understand that and I'd I'd get so mad because I've just always been trying to get off of this and get off of it. It's not something that I want to take for the rest of my life. Like, it doesn't determine who I am, but it took me a long time to get to the point where I am now, and it's truly, like, it, it, I'm still Steph. I'm still Steph taking it. I'm just a better version of Steph. When I'm not, when I'm not on my medication consistently, I mean, I'm not, I'm not myself. I can't fun, function at 100% and
0: and that's that's literally it like you say function and it's it's literally when when you're going through it it interferes with your normal ability to just live a normal like obviously life's always not going to be normal right like like things are going to happen you're going to go through certain things things but when it starts affecting other aspects of your life when like you don't sometimes maybe you don't want to hang like hang out with your friends or you're not going to a certain place because you're afraid of having a panic attack or you're afraid of doing certain things. If it really starts to interfere with your life, then that's when you have to look and be like, dude, like I'm not okay. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And just accept it and and don't let it like, it doesn't make you a different person. You know, like I, I'm a, I'm a way better person when I feel, feels the way I feel when I'm consistent with my medication and my doctor's been very good about it and he weans me off and he, like off of the milligrams and he starts me off at this dose and I'm per- feeling pretty good doctor and he lowers it you know and
0: I mean dude like what happens like you see someone having like diabe like taking diabetes or they have yeah. diabetes right what do we when have when does anybody ever say like like oh I don't want to take like medication yeah even though it's gonna help you like dude it's gonna like you need it almost yeah and so when it but it, when it comes to like this type of stuff it's just like yeah it's yeah. it's a totally different um persp- like viewpoint on it you know
1: yeah for sure
0: so what is um when you were going through a panic attack either some of, like your past experiences or even the recent ones what is something that usually helps you get through it whether it's something you think about or, um, Mm. something somebody tells you or, yeah, just what is, what is the main thing that you turn to?
1: You guys, I mean, honestly, I, I I remember, I mean, every time I would have one, I'd call, if I wasn't around you guys, I'd call, I'd call you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, I called you multiple times after having them. Now, when i'm home i i have all of you around me you brought it up earlier where i was having the one when i was holding and downstairs and all of you were there literally all of you guys talked me down from it Mm -hmm. and that's really what i've what i've leaned on is you guys
0: yeah and you say like the main thing getting you through this is somebody like literally just someone being there for you some people don't have that
1: I know it's, it's so crazy to
0: like people that go through the same exact things that we go through and they literally have no one. And it's like, I know it's very, it's just, but it's being brutally honest. It's like, if I didn't have anybody, I don't know if like, there's times where I don't I didn't want to be here, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I mean. I guess in that moment, like, the, the ones that pull me through it is the ones that, like, I love. Yeah. Especially Asen. you know, like, I just have to see him. And one hug from him makes it all okay and better. Um, but, yeah, like.
0: some Literally sometimes what you need to keep moving forward in life is somebody else. Isn't that crazy?
1: <laughs> it's scary.
0: I mean, it's also very beautiful in a way.
1: It is very beautiful, but I say it's scary because I, that just motivates me to like, be more kind. Like, you know, always be kind and you could be that, like, you could be that person for someone else when they're going through that. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you're not family members, you're not friends, but you're at a gas station and maybe a stranger just needed to hear a compliment from you that day.
0: Actually, a good example is the craziest thing, dude. I think I've told you the story where um I ended up uh when I was having a panic attack like in um, in in Thailand and I told if you haven't watched it yet, go watch the first episode. I tell you like the, basically the whole rundown, the whole story of what happened when I was dealing with like the mental health struggles over there. But yeah, I was having a panic attack and I ended up just going to the hospital like the ER because I really didn't know what else to do you know and uh one of my friends well someone I met in Bangkok his name was Roy Roy if you're watching this which I mean maybe you will but um he's from South Korea and I met him at a hostel in Bangkok and literally like met him one I met him one of the nights there and maybe we interacted maybe two or three times. I think we went out before and had some uh um had dinner or whatever, but yeah, maybe interacted like maybe three or four times, but I only saw him like he was me weird at the same hostel for maybe like five or five days or a week. And um so I had this was in Bangkok when I met him and then I had went down to southern Thailand for a little bit for about two weeks and then I ended up going to Chiang Mai and that's when um like all these, like just the episode happened, you know, and I was just, I went to the hospital and one of, um, basically the hostel hosts that I met in Bangkok was probably the person I was closest with in Thailand because he was, I mean, he's one of the most amazing people I've, I've ever met. His name was, uh, uh, Francis. Um, and he was, he would always check up on me no matter, like even he didn't know what I was going through at the time. But even when I left the the hostel, like he would just send me like messages and just making sure I was okay. And like, dude, best dude ever. Anyways, I told Francis, I texted him that I was in the hospital because he was the only one literally in that side of the world that I could probably like just talk to and let know what was going on, you know? Yeah. And he was in Bangkok at the time and I told him and he was just like super worried and he ended up texting roy because he keeps in contact with everybody that is in the hospital that stays at the hostel you know and roy someone who i literally met maybe two or three times and we maybe talked a couple times he went and visited me like at when i was in the hospital and he brought me like some snacks and some drinks and he sat down with me and like literally at the lowest point in my life dude where i'm just like I'm so scared, like, I I don't know how I'm gonna, you know, make it through that time, you know? And he's literally just sitting there with me, and he's telling me about his own, his own story, how he literally, he was traveling, and he wanted to, he was so depressed that he wanted to take his own life. <sighs> Asin has joined us, by the way. <laughs> 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 just for someone to someone that I had barely met dude don't even know it really besides where he's from i don't know anything like about him but i mean he literally took time out of his day and went to go take me things and like and just thinking about that it's like there's like some amazing pe like there's amazing people in this world
1: like he did everything we wish we could have done for you in that moment you know
0: yeah literally and it sucks because um stories like that or like experiences like that happen every day all the time but we only like we we feel like the world is bad right now and like that it's an evil place which i mean it it can be but at the same time like just things like that dude you just realize that there is like really good people in this world
1: most definitely i had an experience like that this week actually um, it, I was driving to work in the morning, and <laughs> it was just one of those drives that I I was literally just crying. Mm-hmm. I had had an overwhelming week; some things like were going on, and I was just crying. And um, dropped off ASIN. I called Dad, kind of vented to Dad a little bit, and then I got to school and I was like cleaning myself up before getting down to go to to class. So I'm in my mirror and I'm like literally crying and holding my face and wiping my tears in the parking lot of school, not knowing that like anybody was paying attention or watching or, you know, we're all parking, um, most of the time rushing to get to class on time. So clean myself up, I go into class, take my kids inside and a teacher comes in. which we we say hi to each other. She's super nice. um we we're not we're not like the closest, but we do we're acquaintances. She comes in and she says, "I saw you in the parking lot, and just feel like you needed a hug." And she hugged me literally for a minute straight, and it was like exactly what I needed that day and that morning and this week. And I look back at my week and ups and downs, but that definitely stood out, and that's I mean that hug meant the world to me Mm. and she said i'm not even gonna ask but i just know you need a hug and she hugged me and she said i'll check in on you later
0: we need more of that yeah
1: it kind of just like i remember you telling me like you were you were at asu and you were um you were recovering from the really bad times that you were having and you were feeling good again and you literally said dude you never like people um don't give enough value to how it makes a person feel when they give a compliment. And you told me giving a compliment makes you feel so good. And it's so true. Um, just being kind to people like is so emp- empowering.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I need to get more back to that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I mean, we lose ourselves, is, honestly. I
1: mean, it's, We all do.
0: From your perspective, what is something that people don't fully understand or realize about mental health?
1: I would say that um, everybody has different experiences. Mm-hmm. Some people, like I just look at you and me, for instance. Some people don't deal with it the same. When you're dealing with it, unless it's like really bad, that's when you've turned to us but I feel like when you're kind of just feeling like sometimes like the everyday anxious feelings, you kind of tend to isolate yourself and to deal with it on your own. When in my case, I'm completely opposite. I like lean in and I need you guys like present all the time. I can't be alone. Um, I think just learning that everybody deals with it different and it's not just like sad. What? (laughs)
0: Listen, <laughs> dude. Hey, Ace. You either have to stay here I and like, sit down. Something
1: <laughs> wrong with my answer? <laughs> it's like, Jesus, did I think be wrong? Hey, hey, buddy.
0: You either have to stay sitting down here, or you have to go down with Grandma. Okay. <laughs> Which one? Sit down. Okay. You have to be quiet. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's the best audience. He's just sitting there listening yeah, to us talk.
0: That's hilarious. <laughs> anyways um no <laughs> so where where were we i don't know okay I, but we could skip that question okay. um what what's the main thing that has helped you uh cope with some of these issues something <laughs> what hey sin don't booger or something <laughs> or what
1: no, you already asked me that question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: One of the most impactful things that has happened to you in your life is becoming a mom. Why do you think that has, uh, why do you think that has impacted your life so much and how has it impacted your life?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, when I found out I was having a baby, i think i've never been more scared in in my life half of it was how the heck am i gonna tell my parents um the other half was like i'm not i'm not ready to be a mom but i feel like the moment i found out i was pregnant my whole mentality and like focus shifted um and it's just made me a, a better person as cliche as it as it sounds but Steph before Asen um, had a lot of like insecurities. Would always question myself. Um, yeah, and and like you know, I just dealt with a lot of like, am I good enough? And always wanting to lose weight, always trying to like look my best. Um, had a very unhealthy relationship with food, and all of those things made my anxiety and depression worse than already just having it, you know? Um, But I feel like when I got pregnant, it's like he consumed all my thoughts and all my energy. So I didn't really have like time to think about those things that never really mattered. Um, And then I had him and seeing my body go through that and bring such a beautiful... Um, boy into this world like I it only made me love myself more and now I guess my mentality is yes I have my date my hard days where I don't look or feel my best and you can always improve right like I don't work out anymore Um, I should it's not an excuse but I'm just truly not as hard on myself anymore Um, I've never loved myself more and I think that's seeing Aeson love like how can Aeson love me so much and i'm truly his world and me not love myself Mm -hmm. so just with that like mind shift it's definitely like helped me in all aspects of my life and um yeah i've just i've i've never felt better
0: how do you navigate the mental health issues and struggles that you've been through and still be a mom at the same time? Besides the fact that you have no other choice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that's the big—that's the big thing—is you have no other choice at the end of the day.
0: <laughs> be quiet, please. <laughs> yeah, right, Dad. Please, yeah, right. Okay, man, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I hate you guys so much.
1: <laughs> Go with Grandpa, Ace. Go play with Grandpa. Go play with Grandpa. He wants to play with you.
0: Except you can't come back, okay? <laughs> Grandpa. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Grandpa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is hilarious. Um... you're actually doing fairly well
0: i know (laughs) (laughs) yeah how do you navigate that
1: i mean it it truly does take a village i mom and dad know when i'm not um you know feeling my best having a bad day just taking him mom when i lived here like giving him bath time just to give me one minute of of me maybe just laying down and um, dealing with what I had to deal with, taking a shower, maybe a little extra longer on certain nights. Um, they definitely, or all of you definitely pick up the slack when I'm just not there. And it it gives me comfort because in the moments of guilt and me feeling bad for feeling the way that I'm feeling um, as Asen's mom, I know he has so much love around him that he's never, it's okay to have a moment, you know?
0: What was, did you go through postpartum depression?
1: Yes. My OBGYN, like the one that delivered ASIN, she told me because she was getting me off my anti-anxiety medication that after having him, there was a big possibility of me going through postpartum. When I did have him, um, I did feel like, I would have really, really scary dreams where someone would be taking Ethan, and I'd wake up crying. Um, It was more scary. Like I'd watch him and make sure he was breathing all the time. I wasn't getting any sleep. Um, I was driving with him. He was maybe five days old, and I think I had to kind of push on my brake really quick. And all of a sudden, like I got this like sense of like like. Just how, like, I just got to take care of him. And how do I have to take care of him, you know? Like, it was just overwhelming. Um, But thankfully, I feel like it, once I kind of got the hang of it, I, Mm -hmm. and then it was COVID, so we were home and all of you were home. It didn't affect me as much as I thought it was going to.
0: In a way, that's actually kind of, maybe it made it a little bit, all of the scary time, like just us being able to be home the whole time, and just probably made it a little easier, actually. Oh
1: my gosh, so much easier! I I really had maternity for like six months mm-hmm. with you guys home.
0: What is something you want to instill in your child, in your son, that maybe you struggle with in the past that you want to make sure that he knows, or um, that he doesn't maybe struggle with the same things
1: definitely like loving himself never questioning his abilities never questioning the way he looks um just looking in the mirror and being fully confident in who he is and what he has to offer um and also that it is okay to have a bad day and it is okay to cry and it is okay to feel and it's okay to lean on people and I don't know I just feel like We're just taught, like, as a society, I guess, to... We were taught to just be strong.
0: Shouldn't you be strong?
1: Yes, you should be strong, but... Like, it's okay to have bad days. You know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't always be strong. Like, I feel like I... um, I have bad days and my strength gets me out of it, but it's okay to fall short. But
0: I mean, there's, it's also, what's your definition of strong, right? Like everybody, if your definition of strong is going through a terrible time and not telling anybody and suffering more because of it, then, I mean, I don't think that's a good way to live, you know, but if your definition of strong is like, um, Still knowing that you can get through something and pushing yourself through. But at the same time, understanding that you like you still have people around you and you're not afraid to share those type of things. And, you know, be open, you know? Yeah. You are currently single. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, was, you act like you don't know that. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I,
1: I really tell you.
0: <laughs> I know. A, a, by the way, Um, it's not like I don't know that. My sister, but a lot of the questions I ask, I probably know the answer to. I'm just trying to, like, get it out, you know? Um, it's better than me, like, just explaining everything, you know? Right. But you're single, so what is the hardest part about dating as a single mom, would you say? Or as a as a person with kids?
1: Yeah. Um, Asen and I, like, we... We're so good together. Um,
0: First of all, do you want a date? And do you want...
1: Oh, for sure. Like, I, I want more kids. I, I've always wanted to be a wife. I've always wanted to be, like, a mom. Um, I'm definitely open to all of that. It's just, it's very difficult. And I'm a little bit very overprotective of what we have. Because we've we've really taken... You know, it's taken a lot to get us to where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in our own place and we've literally never been closer. Like, and I, that seems like impossible to me, how could Asin and I become more best friends than we already were. But we're literally just like, like everything we, we need.
0: So is it more of bringing him in, bringing someone into Asen's life if they're not going to be a part of it, like long term?
1: Yeah, I think it's just, I'm just very protective of what we have. And if, if um, I guess, if it's not going to make it better, um, then... What's the point of it? I'm okay. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Like him and I, you know, we're okay. We're happy. Like I, I would love, you know, like I said, I want more kids. I want to be married. I want to be a wife i want asin to have a a big family like a family that i grew up in but i've come to terms where my my um the way i thought my family would look it doesn't look like that that way right now and that's okay i love me and asin's family Mm -hmm. like i love the family that i've created with him and
0: and you you and you and his dad just like they you co-parent right i mean you
1: yeah no most definitely i think both of our uh, priorities is is ASIN, and I think with co-parenting, that's the most important um, thing is as long as you guys are on the same page um, with the fact that the priority is the kid, then it'll it'll go pretty smooth. Mm
0: -hmm. And do you find that people that you talk to or um, just from your perspective, it's when you say you have a kid, does that like scare people away or does that like, are you hesitant to say, I mean, I don't think you'd be hesitant. Like that's your everything. So how do you navigate that? Like when you're just actually dating someone, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's very hard. Like he's all I talk about. He's my whole life. Everything that I do involves Asin. Um, so in conversations with anybody, he's being brought up and I just feel like, the, the, I guess, we're very welcoming people. We love people. We, um, the door is open to, you know, anybody that wants to be part of our lives. And that's not just me dating, but friends and, and um, anybody that comes, every, anybody that we come across. We're meeting a lot of people. But I feel like what I've learned is instead of going out looking, um, for something I literally have everything I need and anybody else that comes into our lives is just there to add mm. not to fill anything that I'm missing oh, I like that yeah
0: not even just being a um, person with a kid but just in general I think that's how everybody should approach it like you should be comfortable with yourself and okay um, okay in your own skin and um, have things going on for yourself yeah and anybody that becomes a part of your life should just add to that as opposed to feeling some void you know what is um something that you feel like you're currently missing in your life or that you want to implement more of that you feel like you could
1: working out for sure and that's the first thing that comes to my head mm-hmm. it's Why? just
0: besides me, drilling it into your head every day
1: besides you telling me to get an anytime fitness membership (laughs) twice a day (laughs) um no it's it's something that i think i need and um it's on the last of my priority list and it should be at at the top Mm -hmm. um i just think it'd make me a overall healthier happier and more energetic person better mom Um,
0: and what's stopping you from doing so
1: my I just I just my time management's all over the place I I'm making excuses I guess but at the same time like I it's just not I don't know it's it's just not in me like you know me you know that the stuff I used to be I wouldn't miss a day and I would feel bad for missing a day at the gym Dude, and now, like, it takes so much for me to go. And I don't know what it is. It's like I get, I, I leave school. I get ASIN. We, I could, like, but then it's just so much other stuff is going on. It's just, it's not a priority and it needs to be. That's the bottom line. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, you
1: Because these excuses sound good in my head. But as I'm saying them out loud, I'm like, I'm not even going to say them because they're excuses. But in my head, they sound really, really valid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As always. Um, For anybody that's going through a rough time either right now or they're maybe going through something in the future, whether it's mentally, physically, um, what is something that you would want to tell them?
1: Yeah, just that they're they're beautiful. They were they were made to be here with us, and um, it's going to be okay. As hard as it is right now in the moment, it's it it always gets better. And nothing like waking up to a, a new day. Um, nothing feels better than that. And just to keep trying. And sometimes you just have to literally do just what it takes to get through the day and and it's okay it's okay to have a day like that a week like that Um, but it's going to it's going to get better
0: and with that that is going to wrap up our the fourth episode of the mvp podcast the most vulnerable player um it was a pleasure sitting down with my sister even though there was about a million interruptions but that's just the that's just our family. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think um, I'm trying to see. I'm still figuring out actually who the next guest is going to be, um, but we will figure that out. Um, if you guys haven't already, if you're watching this on YouTube, please do me a huge favor and hit that like and subscribe button because it would mean everything. Um, if I also put this out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so you can hear it literally when you're driving, you're working out wherever. Um, yes. Um, subscribe to that as well. And yeah, man, I just really appreciate you guys tuning into this. Um, I hope it's bringing some sort of value to your life. Um, and if it, if it's not, maybe you're just finding entertaining and that's cool too. So, um, yeah, man, next time until next time. We'll see
1: you. Bye.